pressure on the healthcare system is is the main risk it, to society yeah. to everybody really because when the hospitals are dealing with only this they can't do other things yeah march 17th tuesday but really but we just recorded a podcast last night and now it's 7 a.m the next morning so this really covers we're switching overnight. to morning we're, we're switching, switching to mornings, to mornings. Yeah, we're but there's so many. He I just looked. There's so many headlines that are worthy of thinking about and make me want to say something. Okay, are you gonna say things first, or am I gonna say things first? Well, I do. Are you ready to say things? Yep. Go for it. Okay. So there's a guy I follow on Twitter, Carl T Bergstrom, C T underscore Bergstrom. He's a prof at UW, which I assumed was University of Waterloo until <laughs> I realized from context it's probably University of Washington. Mm. Anyways, he's a biologist. He's been tweeting a lot. He was one of the big proponents of flatten the curve at the beginning. So I've talked a lot about how once you social distance, your cases are still going to double before social distancing takes effect. And that's what I was focusing on. And he did a Twitter thread th this last night which talks about hospitalizations mm. and because hospitalizations take longer than symptoms showing your hospitalization cases actually double four times after your social distancing. Right. So if you have 200 people in hospital, Oh shoot. I did the math and now I forget it. 400, 800, 1600, 3200. So if you have 200 people in hospital, and you do your social distancing, there's nothing you can do to stop 3,200 mm -hmm. people ending up in hospital. Just because of the delay involved. Just because of the delay Like there's so involved. many people that already have it that don't know yeah, they have it. Yeah, the damage it. has already been done. Those people are already uh, on the path to the hospital. Yeah. And so let's say you have 1,000 cases in hospital, then four doublings is 2,000. 4,000, 8,000, 16,000. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the numbers just rise. Really scary. And because hospitalizations are really the thing that we care about the most because that's where our... The pressure on the healthcare system. Is, is the main risk it, to society, yeah. to everybody, really. Because when the hospitals are dealing with only this, they can't do other things. Yeah. So many people are having their elective surgeries canceled right now orthopedics doesn't do anything what do you do if your kid breaks <laughs> their leg i don't know are they still i don't know it's like what what is happening i think they would still deal with emergency situations if it's gonna be harder to do so okay that was one thing. And then the other thing, oh, I couldn't find the graph for this. I saw it a few days ago. So South Korea is like the gold standard for testing. Mm -hmm. They're testing, testing, testing everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's a graph out there of the demographics of people they test. And they're showing that people in the 20 to 29 age group are infected have way more infections in that age group than they represent in the population. Mm. So they, it and it seems like they're very mild cases. But they're spreading it. But they're spreading it. Huh. So, th yeah, they're just carrying that 
disease around. And I assume 18, like the late teens too would fall into that. So today our nurse, when she was leaving, she's in her 20s. And I asked her if she was practicing social distancing. And she said that she was. And Mm -hmm. I informed her that she has a very high risk of like having mild or asymptomatic of being mild symptoms or asymptomatic. I don't know how many cases are actually asymptomatic, but Mm -hmm. anyways, you may not notice you have it. Mm -hmm. So please practice social distancing. And she didn't seem to be aware of this. So Mm -hmm. I was glad I told her. Yeah. Um, And the other thing I want to talk about is, oh yeah, vaccines. Because the headlines today are first vaccine tested. Vaccine testing begins. Yeah. It makes it feel like it's just just around the corner. corner. It's not just around the corner. And um, yeah, it's misleading. Best explanation of this is from Michael Mm. Osterholm. I mean, the best one that I've heard. Michael Osterholm, infectious disease specialist, we were talking about the other day. So he can. He said. So he's like, I could make a vaccine tonight, (laughs) (laughs) overnight, no problems. The problem is you have to test it for safety and efficacy. And these are very, very, very important um, because you could do damage to the population if you put a vaccine out there. That's, you know, vaccines can make the infection worse if you do them wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to do proper testing and there's proper testing protocols and so he likened it more to growing crops. Yeah. So like if you need more food in your supply chain and you need to grow more corn, there's very limited things you can do to make that happen faster. Yeah. Like the process has to happen. Yeah. You can't magically grow corn. You can't magically like decide if money, a vaccine is going to be safe. Throwing more money at it doesn't speed up how long it takes to grow corn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But there are things you can do like for example if you knew you needed so much corn you could plant a lot more a lot more corn right and have more less chances of things going wrong in one field or whatever there's things you can do to increase your chance of success but you're not going to speed it up in a in a big way it actually it actually yeah his discussion about that point and what was the i can't remember the whole thing but he said that in some pe- that what you don't want is so normally a vaccine, the way it works is it goes into your body, you create a whole bunch of a- antibody so that when you're faced, when your system comes into contact with the real virus, it, it has already seen it and it's ready to pounce on it. But in some people, you only create a small amount of antibody instead of a lot of antibody. Mm-hmm. And if you create this small amount of antibody, it's worse than not having any antibody at all because your system somehow like somehow it, it causes worse outcomes and it's like I, I mean this could link to some of what people have talked about you know there's anti-vaxxers that latch on to these kinds of ideas where there are people who are worse off for having been vaccinated for some things i guess there's mm-hmm. a what was if the ex- vaccine wasn't developed properly if it's not safe like that is exactly yeah. the the risk is that if it's not c- made properly you are at this risk and i mean that's giving anti-vaxxers more ammunition is like 
a huge public health risk in itself it seems. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, true too. It's like if we rush and do something that's ineffective, it's going to be yep. not even ineffective but harmful, actively harmful. That's that's the worst thing yeah. we can put out there. We can't do that. And I hope there's systems in place that will prevent that from happening even if there's pressure from politicians that don't understand. I mean, FDA should be the system, right? They check to make sure In the states. In the states, yeah. The equivalence of the FDA everywhere else. Yeah. The thing I wanted to just comment on here, the, there's we there are some people on Facebook talking about packages. If you get a package in the mail, does it, what it, should you be worried if you're in like a hot spot or something and you have a package delivered or food delivered or something? How long can the virus live on the surface of a box? And so this is from th an article on CNBC with, I think it's the WHO... There's someone, oh no, this is Robert Redfield, director of the US CDC. Um, he says, on copper and steel, it, it's pretty typical. It's pretty much two hours, meaning the virus can survive about two hours. Mm -hmm. Redfield said that at a house hearing. But I will say on other surfaces, cardboard or plastic, it's longer. And we're looking into this. So it is something to think about. If you're in an area where you think the people that came into contact with your package are likely to have had something, it might be worth like sticking your packages in a corner for like, I don't know, a day just to be extra safe. I don't, I never really thought about that till someone asked that question. Are we done? Sure. All right. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>